You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by PetCare Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. PetCare Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA-approved medication, PetCare Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code DOGWORLD10. D-O-G-W-O-R-L-D, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Howdy. And today we're going to talk about our favorite subject, dog training. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> no, 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 don't turn off your... <laughs> Keep listening. No, actually, one of the things we want to talk about today is, you know, just about everybody that starts dog training starts it either in puppy class or basic obedience class, and obviously, we think that's very important. We'd love it if all puppies started training in puppy class, because puppies are a blank slate. Then we can raise them up the way we want them to go. Basic class, often we have to change some habits that the dog has already learned, and then teach him new habits the things we want him to do for the rest of his life. But what happens after the basic obedience class? That's not the end of it, or hopefully it's not the end of it. So we're going to talk today about what you can do after basic obedience class, and we'll give you some, hopefully some, motivations to keep on working with your dog. So take a listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's a doggy dog world is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high quality pet related products. Enter the code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot. Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guess you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Kate, Petra, and I are talking today about dog training after a basic obedience class. Now, in a basic obedience class, your dog generally learns to sit and lie down, stay, come, walk on a leash nicely, hopefully an attention command like watch me, and an ignore command like leave it. And those are the basics. And those, hopefully, you're using in your daily life. We're just sitting here petting on Walter. (laughs) (laughs) This is Chaka Taka Dog, and we're playing Walter. (laughs) He's so comfortable in the case. (laughs) Well, and as I mentioned before, Walter is a prime example. I could not stop at basic because that was not enough for Walter. He is a high-drive, high-activity dog, what we call a busy dog. Busy dog. dog. And um, so that we did, so that I did not end up killing him, I needed to find more outlets for his drive and his energy. 
Definitely. And it's smarts. Yep. So we've, we've gone on and done more. Uh, and, but he's not the only dog in the world like that. There are a lot of dogs like well, that. Well, Petra and I both have Australian Shepherds, and an Aussie, that's, busy. An Aussie that's bored is going to get in trouble. Oh, yeah. You know what, but then we've also seen, besides obedience, and you, if you go further, dogs come out of their shell. Yeah. All of a sudden you realize if your dog just, eh, it's kind of bleh, you know, just kind of mid-range, nothing excited, excites them. Then we've noticed when we introduce them to agility or trick training, trick training or, or like what we're going to do this year, fly ball and stuff. It's like all of a sudden the dog opens up and it goes, I can do this. And, I, and you have this whole different personality pops out, you know, and you, we've seen dogs come out of shells with just something a little different. And then the relationship between dog and owner, when you're having fun with your dog, yeah. with Archer, my husband's and my youngest. I asked my husband, who generally doesn't do a lot of the dog training, to start teaching Archer some tricks because I said Archer needed some mental stimulation. Mm -hmm. So I gave him a copy of my trick training book. I like that. Gave your husband a copy <laughs> of your yes. book. Yeah. Trick training. <laughs> yes, I did, which is the Complete Idiot's Guide to Dog Tricks, by the way. But gave him a copy of my book, and I didn't set any limits. I just said, do me a favor, and in the mornings when you get up, after you eat your breakfast, before you leave to work, spend a few minutes with Archer. In the evening when I'm doing classes, if I leave Archer home with you, spend some time with him, teach him some tricks. They have been having a blast. And Archer is thriving. Yep. And the relationship between Paul and Archer is wonderful it's absolutely wonderful because they're having a good time together yeah they're laughing and archer is trying really hard yep. and he'll spin five or six tricks together all mishmash but that's okay they're having a good time you know sometimes i think when people we've had a lady who can't couldn't quite bond with her dog and yeah. i think sometimes if you do like this trick training it might be just that one brick that needs to link the two together and all of a sudden Whoa, you've opened a whole new world for the That's two. That's my sales pitch on teaching the trick class is um, it's still teaching your dog to listen to, quote, obey you. Sure. But it doesn't have the, uh, the seriousness. seriousness. Yeah. yeah. It's important <laughs> yeah. for your dog to be able to, to know to come every time you to call To stay and not dash out the open door. These are life-saving skills. Right. It's not quite as important if he ever learns to shake paws or roll over or play dead. So you can relax a little bit, and then I think people can bring that same feeling that to their regular obedience training. Right. Mm -hmm. Still requiring the dog do it correctly. Mm -hmm. But they bring a little difference. So sit. You get people going, hey, shake. <laughs> Great. It's like you use that same voice and now say, sit. Yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. And it does. It, it makes it a fun, more fun relationship. I like that part. And like we were talking about with the Australian Shepherds, it keeps the dog's mind busy. Yes. We talk all the time about how important physical exercise is. And it is. Physical exercise is very important. A happy dog is a tired dog. Yep. <laughs> but mental stimulation and mental exercise is just as important. Oh, yeah. Like this past uh, holiday season, we've been working with um, Benji, our little palm pup, to learn what the names of toys are. Okay. And it's interesting because you see him, you see, he looks at you with his big brown eyes going, okay, I think I remember which one that is. And you just see his little 
brain going. And he goes over and kind of like points at it and looks at you and like, uh-uh, you know, get, grabs the right one. And it's like, yeah, and he gets so happy and jumps around and, you know. Which is amazing because his brain can't be any bigger than a peanut. <laughs> I know. Right. But, you know, that's, that's what's so fun. I mean, you know, we've been, we've had adult dogs for a few years. You kind of forget. It's fun to watch them learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the big psychology movement in this oh self-actualization so every creature they was talking about humans finding the thing that allows you to feel fulfilled okay to use the best of your potential so that you feel satisfied and you're productive and it gives you pride sure so that you can become self-actualized and i'm for psychology majors i know i'm probably glossing over a lot of stuff but anyway but finding it for your dog Oh, sure. You get that same sense of pride, self-worth, joy of of contributing. Right. Why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? Sure. To find the right thing. Yeah, exactly. So there's a world of opportunities. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a few of them, and we're just going to talk about them in brief. There's lots and lots of dog sports. If we mention something and our description sounds fun to you, then uh, Google it. Uh, or if we know where you can find find something about it, we'll let you know. But uh, Google it. Check it out. Check with some dog trainers in your area and find out, or some dog obedience clubs, and find out if they offer classes in, in this particular sport. Now, confirmation dog shows are one of the original dog sports, and that is for purebred dogs that have not been spayed or neutered, And the whole purpose of confirmation dog shows originally was to choose the best dog of each breed for breeding purposes. Mm -hmm. Today, that's not nearly as important for the vast majority of us. Most of our dogs are spayed and neutered. But some breed clubs do have classes for spayed and neutered dogs. So if you want to look into that also, that's something that, that you can check out. I've shown a couple of dogs in confirmation. It's not the sport that's the most important to me because all my dogs are spayed and neutered. But uh, you could definitely check out a local dog club in your area, especially if you do have a purebred dog. It can be a lot of fun. It can be extremely competitive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it can be a lot of fun. And some people have done it for Years and years and years and years. And you don't have to be a breeder to do it. Well, I think it depends on the group. Well, it's like anything else. The group you get involved with. with sure. The, the woman who breeds the collies locally mm-hmm. and shows with them. And they talk about the competitive people they run into. Sure. But they've also got a core group of uh, show people. And they help each other out and do right. practice matches and encouraging each other to do their best. Right. By working together. Right. And it's a very social thing for them. Yeah, the mm-hmm. local uh, Newfoundland people are the same way. Yeah. They're very supportive of each other. They they help each other choose pedigrees for breeding and and help each other when they're showing their dogs. So it can be it can be a very fun activity. Now, junior showmanship, Kayla did that for a little while. Yeah, she did, and I think it was one of the best experiences she's had. Because you you can't be goofy and silly. You've got to be professional. And so you're asking this young teenager to go out there. I mean, we see them at Westminster or the Yukonuba dog shows on TV. And now you're asking a young adult, teenager, child to go out there and look professional, dress professional, and show a dog to its fullest potential, yet 
they have to have the showmanship to show to the judge at the same time. Right. Poise, you know? confidence. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, and be able to control the dog and train the dog. Uh-huh. And show the dog. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Kayla did that with um, a lady we had known that bred Akitas. She did with their Akita pups. She showed the pups and yeah. had a great time. Right. Um, so so a lot mean, of if, if a child has an opportunity to do it, like Kayla had the opportunity... Mm-hmm. It was great. And she still talks to it. And One of my it. brother's uh, sons started showing their dogs when he was quite young. And he's an older teenager now and is still doing it. And often travels for dog show circuits with a professional handler. Okay. Helping That's to show the dogs. And it's something great. he really, really enjoys. Yeah. I think with the showmanship she did with the dogs I could see has rolled over because now she has to do the same thing with FFA showing with her livestock, her livestock. <laughs> mm-hmm. but she had that experience with the handling portion mm-hmm. that it carried over and she's doing great yeah and but, it is still I, uh, the poison confidence it gives a kid yes now uh, another sport that's become very very popular is agility and I have to admit I saw the potential in agility many many years ago and I wrote one of the first articles on agility that was published in the United States in Dog Fancy Magazine, and I won't say what year it was. <laughs> Many moons ago. I will not, I will not uh, <laughs> stab myself in the back with that. Don't say anything, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the sound of tongue being bit. <laughs> but agility is a combination of Grand Prix show jumping for horses and a military obstacle course that dogs go on all rolled up into a relay race, or kind of, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The dogs have to go through tunnels and over jumps and climb ramps and walk dog walks all against the clock. And the dog has to be, is working off leash, has to be able to follow the owner's verbal and hand signal directions to go to the correct obstacle and to do the obstacle properly. Mm-hmm. Competition in agility is very, very competitive. But for the most part, people are really good about cheering each other on, helping each other. There's a lot of good sportsmanship in agility, and I love that. Well, and we have our agility course here for fun, and I think probably the fun part, besides the dogs doing it and enjoying it, is the owners that go, my dog won't do any of those or it's too small or he's too big or whatever and all of a sudden they do it they have fun for like that half hour and they go oh my gosh did you see him he he loved it of course (laughs) try it you never know me and gina yes sure yeah my uh my roddy girl my rottweiler girl um comes with a lot of baggage she was uh not treated well before I got her, and when to I asked say her, the minimum. Yeah, <laughs> when I asked her to go through the metal tunnel as part of the obstacle course, that was way too scary. So I actually had to crawl through it backwards, mm-hmm. talking to her, having her follow me the whole way through. And then she was like, "Okay, okay, I got through that scary thing together." By the time, what was it? About the fourth time, she went through on her own. The thought bubble I saw over her head was. I did that. I went into that scary place and came out, and I trusted my owner, and I did it, and did everybody see how brave I was, and she was just strutting. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's about the yeah. time we asked if you wanted to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stick around. Yeah. 
so it can bring, uh, it can give a shy dog, con- if done properly, can bring a shy dog up, yes. give them more confidence. Yep. Um, give you give an active dog something for an outlet for all that oh, energy. Oh, definitely. Yep. Our dogs like it so much when they're running around the training yard here. It's not unusual <laughs> to see they're one or two on their own. dogs doing a couple obstacles all on their own. <laughs> yep. They just absolutely love it. Yep. It's good for the owners, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Running around yeah, it is. with your dog. <laughs> yep. Mental stimulus, if you're trying to remember, too. Which obstacle am I supposed to send my dog to next? Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Now, another sport that's uh, relatively new, we tried it a few years ago. We tried it when it was too new and there wasn't enough demand, but we're bringing it back here at Kindred Spirits, and that's rally. Rally is obedience training, but it's not strict competition like if you were going to compete in an obedience trial. It's a fun, challenging way to learn new obedience skills and to practice those. And what there are is there's sets of signs, and you go from like post to post and perform the exercise that's on the sign. And it can be something as simple as asking your dog to sit, to healing your dog in a figure eight pattern, to do an about turn and have him sit, all kinds of different things. And there's different levels that can go from basic commands to more advanced commands. And it's great fun. Oh, yeah. Again, it can be done competitively with a judge watching you, or you can just go out there and challenge you yourself with your dog. Mm-hmm. Or for a training club, or, or like for us, we set the signs up and demonstrate what the exercises are, and then you go do it. Just go play with it a little bit and teach yeah. your dog and make his skills better. Yep. So it can be either competitive or for fun, but that's rally. And you can mix up the signs. <laughs> and keep people, I mean, you know, keep it interesting. Sure, words, yeah. For the yeah. Uh, human side of the team as well. Yeah. Another activity is tracking. Tracking is great fun. Years ago, my husband and I did search and rescue work when when we had a lot more time in our lives <laughs> because search and rescue is very time consuming. But we taught our dogs both to track, which is following a scent on the ground, and to air scent, which is catching scents that are blowing in the in the breeze or wafting in the air and uh, both of our German shepherds at that time were search and rescue certified and they would follow the scent as they need it they might start tracking on the ground and then if the track was broken or the wind had picked up they'd lift up their head and follow the scent in the air and yes for a search and rescue dog it's absolutely necessary I mean they can't find anyone without it but it's wonderful to watch the dog's nose and, and to see him thinking about it and following that track and, and moving back and forth to triangulate on it. And he's not thinking about triangulating. All he's doing is following the scent. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's something we can't do. Yeah, exactly. We can't do that. We have no concept of what that dog is, is smelling. And he can follow it. Just awesome. It incredible. is. It can be useful just at a, a more ordinary basis. Sure. So what we had, we had several students lose their keys on our training field. Yes. For one reason or the other. <laughs> in a night class. I know. They all were night classes. And we'd be out there with the flashlights looking. So uh-huh. one says, you know what? We've got all these dogs. Yep. So you started, is Archer or Bashir? Ar- I, I started with Archer and Bashir. But on this particular exercise, Archer has surpassed Bashir. Yeah. 
Bashir's a little bit more hesitant about it, but... Uh, no, he just thinks if you lost your keys, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, well... Why would I go find it for you? <laughs> that's that's Bashir. <laughs> Archer is doing very, very well at it. He's uh, He thinks this is a great new trick. Yep. <laughs> so, so you you know, in, how many times do you lose your own car keys to be sure. able to ask your dog, where did I... You know, go find my keys for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And have them use that superior sense of scent. Sure. To go find yep. them. Could be useful. Yep. Now, for those of you who have uh, terriers, there's a test, if you like to call it, or an exercise. It's called Earth Dog. And what they do is they dig some, some ditches, initially just a short, straight one, but for the more advanced dogs, they put corners in it. And then they put some wood on top of these ditches, cover it with more dirt or, or straw to make tunnels. Then they take a rat in a cage, so he's protected from the dog, and that rat in the cage is set at the end of the tunnel. Your dog has to show that he's got the heritage that most terriers were bred for to catch vermin, Mm -hmm. and he's got to be able to go down the tunnel, follow it, and find the rat at the end. Now, obviously, we don't want him to kill the rat. That's why the rat's in a secure cage, because those are usually pet rats. Exactly. But that can be tough for a dog. One, entering a dark tunnel with no light at the other end. Mm -hmm. That means he's got to use his nose. He's got to be brave enough to do it. And he's got to follow it all the way down. So that's called Earth Dog. Now, many terrier clubs will hold these tests. So if you have a terrier and you'd like to see if your dog's got those ancient instincts, that's a great way to... uh, to do it and no rats are hurt during the, the earth dog <laughs> testing i know some people may not care but Petra and i have both had pet rats yes, we care <laughs> i don't see that same level of when when our dogs are going after gophers here on the training field no that's wild ones that are yeah. digging holes in the middle of our training yard i have i have no sympathy for them whatsoever no <laughs> you know. no. okay lure coursing is a uh-huh. we great know fun. Uh, we know we have a dog in our little group here who well, of course are crazy Bashir was too Paul called him demon dog <laughs> but Walter is uh, Walter the cockapoo thinks he's a sighthound <laughs> yeah, he, he is a high drive high activity dog <laughs> and so the first time he went on an agility which is at a dog event it was right? an event called Wags for Wishes right a wonderful dog event where they raise money and the money goes to the make a wish foundation right but full of dog activities and the first time I took him out there and it's basically a lure of some sort being pulled on a wire being driven by a motor that a human is controlling right so it keeps the the lure ahead of the dog right. it brings out the prey drive there's open course luring where it's either a big the first time it was just a big dirt field but the second time it was on grass and the wires crisscross and they have pulleys and they can design the course and then there's obstacle lure coursing which is a combination of agility and lure coursing so the lure may that be pulled cool. over jumps That's through a tire through a tunnel and the dog has to go through all the obstacles at the same time it's and, chasing. And that's what Bashir did several times and absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And so much so that when at the end of the run, when the lure disappeared under the padded wall, he never slowed down. He hit that padded wall 
wham! <laughs> he was bound and determined he was going to get that thing. <laughs> and the picture, that they can take a picture of your dog, which you can buy if you want. His Aussie ears were so far forward. He was so intent staring at that little fake squirrel thing on the lure. He did. Paul called him a demon dog. <laughs> <laughs> the next time, I, after Walter realized what a wonderful thing that was and ran till exhaustion. I think six months later, when I took him to another lure coursing event, and he figured out where we were, and he saw that. Uh, people in line were asking me if he was okay because his entire body was quivering. He almost exhausted himself before we even got up there. And um, even the person working the device remembered him. And he just, his whole, his whole soul and body became involved with chasing the thing. Now, lure coursing originated for sighthounds, those dogs who are bred to hunt by seeing their prey, like greyhounds and whippets and Rhodesian Ridgebacks and Salukis and Borzois. But there are some lure coursing clubs now that have made it open to all dogs. And, and the dogs like Bashir the Australian Shepherd and Walter the Cockapoo have discovered, one, it's great exercise, it's a wonderful outlet for their natural prey drive instincts. Uh, and again, as we were saying at the beginning, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Now some other things. Flyball. Flyball is a fun sport for those dogs who are tennis ball fanatics. Oh, yeah. And that one's neat because basically it's a box with um, it's like a paddle that the dog will have to hit with his front paws and a spring-loaded little shot put arm or something. I mean, there's so many different designs out there. So when the dog hits the paddle, it releases somehow a A tennis tennis ball. A tennis ball. Flying out, the dog grabs a tennis ball before it gets past him. So some of it real quick. Like the mouth open on the hole, the ball comes out. Grab it, and then they have to run back over jumps. Right. There's a set of four hurdles. So they jump four hurdles out, hit the box, grab Grab the tennis ball, turn around and come back over the four hurdles. Mm -hmm. And... That's how you can play it, but it, in competition, it's teams. So they'll have two lines of hurdles set up side by side, two fly ball boxes, and the dogs are lined up behind the starting line. The first dog in each team is let go. They go out. They come back. When they cross the line, the next dog in each team can go out. And so, it's so quick. These dogs are so quick that when the when the dog comes back and he is like, jumping over that last hurdle they already have the second dog going so you see these dogs whoosh, crossing passing each other real quick okay. to go down at a hurdle. competitive it's level it has gotten cool. to the point where they do have what those laser finish yes. lines oh yeah so that they, yeah. they can tell whether one uh-huh. dog is leaving as soon as, oh yeah right but we just do it for fun we again <laughs> we do it for fun yeah. it's still training it's teaching the dog to jump all four hurdles on the way out teaching him how to release the ball. Exactly. And turning around and coming back over the four hurdles. And that actually is the hardest because a lot of dogs grab the ball and then make a circle. They don't think about turning around 180 degrees and coming, coming back. back. <laughs> yep. so, and they have to be somewhat a ball fanatic because if they don't really care about a ball. Yeah. Right, right there's no thrill there. Yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. So that's fly ball. 
<laughs> you know, there are even more and more specialized sports. Oh, There's, yes. Like, I'm thinking of the Wags for Wishes event. Mm-hmm. There was dock diving. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's freestyle. Dancing with your dog. But the, the dock diving, it's a no. little, takes some equipment. Oh, yeah, you got to have a pool. <laughs> but, uh, again, Walter even loved it once he got the idea. And it's basically a long dock, right. if you will, into a long pool. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then they measure how long the dog can broad jump right. before hitting the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I saw so many, not just labs. Right. So many dogs having a blast. Being had, I can still think of the pity mix where the guy put him on a sit weight and every you know, every muscle in that dog's <laughs> mind and body was quivering. And he walks to the end of the dock and says, okay. And that, that boy just came torpedoing down the dock. And just as he got close, the owner released the throw. I think he was using um, those hunting retriever. Dump, uh, yeah, dumbbell. Dumbbell things, whatever they are, uh, released it in a high arc, and that dog went up into the air following it. You know, and just sheer joy, <laughs> sheer joy was on his face. Of course, now Bashir would be disgusted. Yeah, yeah you do water. not get wet. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you have to find which of these sports your dog yes. likes. Yeah, yes. So obviously, Bashir jumping off the the into water. No, wet. No. <laughs> No. He'll send home. Walter in to go yeah. get the ball. Walter, you get all hot and tired from the uh, lure coursing, and then we go over to duck diving. Perfect. But that was the kind of event, Wax for Wishes, that I encouraged so many students to go to because, you in addition to stuff. the competitiveness, they had the lure coursing and the dock diving for points, for trophies, for competition. Right. But they also, also had set up sections where for Five, ten, fifteen, twenty bucks, whatever. You could let your dog play on it and try. Sure. With exactly. someone there to show you how to do it safely and correctly, mm-hmm. and introduce them and find out if that's the kind of sport your dog enjoyed. Right. Exactly. They had the going to ground back. The Earth Dog, uh huh. Del Mar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also freestyle dancing with your dogs. Yeah. There's carding, teaching your dog to pull a wagon or a cart. And again, competitive, but you could do it for fun. Sure. Wonderful commercial on right now, I think, for Honda, where it shows all these people with all different... I mean, oh, I love it. Even Papillons pulling little pulling sleds. Something. In costumes, pulling sleds. Oh, oh I, I absolutely love yes. it. I absolutely for love it. For fun, obviously. And that's it, more it, sledding than uh-huh. But still, it just... Yep. Doing some the look on the dog's face. They're all they're all ecstatic. <laughs> the two papillons that I saw in the brief clip were just like <laughs> poor dogs are wearing the hot dog costume while pulling. Yeah. Dogs, like, you know. But you know, that was in snow. That costume might have been keeping him warm. <laughs> that kind of event where the dogs are having fun, the people are having everybody's just having a great time. Uh-huh. And it's mentally and physically rewarding right? for all right. involved. So we're running out of time. Hopefully we've given you some ideas. Feel free to Google any of these dog sports. Check with local trainers in your area, local dog clubs or kennel clubs. They may have classes in this, these things. And uh, you might want to try several different sports just to start with and see what your dog's going to have fun with. Here at Kindred Spirits, like Kate said, we do it for the exercise, but most importantly, so you and your dog can have fun together. That's the whole idea. And we all, we do all this stuff with our dogs too, you know, for fun. We have fun. Yep. 
That is great fun. <laughs> I have a, I mean, just even sitting in line, waiting for the lure course and trying to keep Walter from shaking out of his skin. <laughs> just watching the joy on the on the dogs. Those who uh-huh. have done it a couple of times and know what's happening. Or those for the first time, they go, really? I get to chase this furry object? Or the plastic bag or whatever the lure course? Cool! Or those dogs that, I remember we tried that with Logan, remember? He went uh, out for like one little long stretch and said, mm, "Too much work." Don't think so. Coming back, <laughs> but yeah, you stick him in in uh, a pen with sheep. Sheep. He's a herding maniac. Yeah, herding. That was another. I mean, it can be done for fun and exercise. Mm-hmm, sure. We, yeah, yeah, we do. We don't do competition. We yeah, do for fun. We took the dogs down. We never and know. My Rottweiler went. Oh my God! This is what I was made for. Well, it okay mm-hmm. to start the story. When I contacted the herding instructor, I said, bunch of Aussies and a couple of Rottweilers. And she said, well, I usually don't allow Rottweilers in with my sheep, but since they're trainers of yours, okay. Oh, then on top of it, standard poodle. Oh, yeah. And Airedale. And I think she thought we were nuts. And a cockapoo. Well, the cockapoo went. Well, we we did find one thing. (laughs) That Walter Walter doesn't do. (laughs) Walter is not a herding dog. But the two Rottweilers were the best herding dogs of that training day. Great. They showed up the Aussies. Went on and they settled. The Sasha particularly. Oh. They was like, where yeah. what is that noise? It was a high pitched keening whine. Yeah. Yeah. That she has never made before or since. Yeah, but she was so excited to be working those sheep, it was just a so <laughs> And then of course there was Teddy, the yeah. German Shepherd. Yeah. Herding <laughs> dog. Right. Herding dog. In his blood. Well, not in his. I swear when- Teddy. Teddy turned his back on the sheep, was looking over the fence, going, uh, where's the waves, dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got fun. He went off to admire the scenery. Yeah, he did. No interest in the sheep whatsoever. Hey, but I did good herding. Remember? He told the teacher, then you do it. Okay! Keep your dog and follow you. That was embarrassing. Yeah, he didn't. And then, what, and then the next dog that did awesome was that standard poodle. Oh, yeah. Sailor did in extremely wonderful. Yeah. He got the idea. Oh, yeah, he did. And enjoyed doing it. He awesome. had fun. Amazing. And he was one dirty white standard poodle. But one happy dog. He's <laughs> out there in his show clip having a great day. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, incredible. Well, as you can tell, we can talk about dog sports all night long, but we got to let you go. So hopefully this has given you something to think about. Do some research, check some stuff out, and have fun with your dog. Now, obviously, it's fun because look how excited we get. <laughs> and just think of that standard poodle herding the sheep, and, and don't put any restrictions on your dogs. Go out there and see what they enjoy. Doing. Yeah, you never know. That's it. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.